Hi, everyone. This week, we are here with Natalia Gomez. She is the founder of Green Studio, which is a content marketing agency for brands with a purpose. And she's currently bringing in about twice as much as what she was making in her previous job. So thanks for coming on the show, Natalia. Thank you. I'm really happy and excited to share my story with you. Yeah, yeah, we are excited to hear it. So if you could peel back the layers a little bit and mm -hmm. let us in on how you got to this place where you're bringing in twice as much money as before, what happened? What kicked this all off? Where did it begin? Yeah, so uh, I studied marketing around five years ago, and I used to live in Mexico City at first. And at first, I had this mindset that, you know, I had to chase this corporate job, become a manager, a director in like a corporate field. I really never thought my steps would lead me to where I am today, having my own business. So I was like really focused on that. But obviously, the personal side always comes in. And, you know, I met someone, I got married, and then uh, my, my personal life had to move and I had to go to the U.S., so for me, it was really hard because I actually got promoted in my previous job. And then I had to give everything up and go to, to Michigan to a place where uh, I, I legally I couldn't work because only my husband had a work visa. So uh, obviously, you know, when you when you make a personal decision, it's important to to be aware of what you're giving up and not, you know, carry that on your shoulders. And but but it was hard. I can't say it was an easy step because, you know, uh, I've, I've always loved marketing. I've always loved working. And I was 25 years old and I was like, my life is over now. I, I'm, am I going to stay, you know, at home every day and cook and just, you know, go out with, with girlfriends? It, like that wasn't something that I visioned myself doing like for the rest of my life. So uh, even though I had like that barrier of I can't legally work in this country, uh, since I also studied a master's in digital marketing before I moved to, to the U.S., I always knew that there were things that you can do online where there's no boundaries and you can, you can make an income from anywhere as, as long as you do it properly and legally and receive the money in your home country. So, so I always like had that idea in my mind. And just for fun, and because I've always loved also fashion, because my mom's a fashion designer, she studied that, and we also had like a side, very side small business in Mexico where we would sell clothes at pop-up markets and stuff like that. So uh, I really uh, wanted to do something, but I just wasn't sure what. So I started this uh, fashion blog, and I've always also loved, you know, uh, the the ethical part of anything in life of, you know, uh, uh, supporting artisans in Mexico, supporting brands that do uh, things that are eco-friendly or sustainable. So um, I, I wanted that to be sort of the topic of my blog. And uh, at first it was called, um, it had a different name because I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, you start experimenting and at first it was called my brand name because I wanted to sell some things, but then it was like a little hard because of the legal aspect of where I was so I said if I can't like really sell things I'll just have it as a blog and then I started experimenting I started growing I, I took some courses to learn how to drive more traffic to my blog I started to see that that was like you know getting getting traction and then uh, eventually brands starting started to ask to be featured on my blog they said oh we like your content and and obviously since I have the marketing mindset of monetizing everything um I, I started to do like my packages with brand collaborations and, and sort of monetizing that a little bit because I built a small audience for that. 
So um, also in my inner circle, a lot of people started to ask me like, hey, can you help me with your, my website? Or can you help me with a social media and stuff? And it was like all over the place. But then like this idea came to me of, okay, I have a blog. I studied marketing and I have all these people that are asking me to do things because for me, uh, you know, doing a website was like, are you really, you know, paying me to do your website on Wix or on Squarespace or whatever platform? For me, it was ridiculous to charge someone for that because it, it's super easy for me. But a lot of people started to say, Natalia, it's easy for you. But, you know, uh, a lot of people don't want to waste money or time um, doing it on their own. And they prefer to just pay you whatever you charge so that you do that for them. But like, I felt really bad. The first website, um, I charged $50. <laughs> and it was like, uh, now, now I look back and I see like the, the whole potential of the clients that I had before. And, and it does, you don't, I guess I've also learned that you don't have to feel bad about charging some, uh, whatever you feel you need to charge because you've learned your way up there and you have knowledge that other people don't. And if you do something in five minutes, uh, it doesn't matter the price you put for those five minutes because other people are going to, uh, you know, uh, spend many hours or even days trying to figure out what you did in five minutes. So, so all of this was going on at the same time and it sort of snowballed into what I have today, which is Green Studio. And I started that this year uh, and formalizing like all my processes and aspects of, of doing online services for brands. That's really cool. It's almost serendipity in a way but it's also one of those things where it's like you worked really hard and then you know the serendipity quote-unquote happens um yeah. i was curious something that stood out to me from what you're talking about is the beginning part of building up your blog because mm -hmm. you know you, you kind of like describe it and it's like oh uh, you know all of a sudden brands started approaching me but um pulling from personal experience mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not that easy to do that um <laughs> so what what was actually going on what was actually happening in those early days when you're trying to get yourself established with blogging uh i guess it's a lot of perseverance because uh also i i had to educate myself on the topic you can't just start a blog and just think that overnight you're gonna have traffic you know, I had to learn the strategies of how to create content that people are searching for, content that is useful, content that has a strategy and not just sharing my everyday life like a lot of bloggers do. So my, my, my strategy was very intentional. And uh, a lot of people that, that I um, talked to when I lived in the U.S. were like, seriously, do you work like eight hours a day and you don't even get paid? Yeah, probably the first year of blogging, I didn't... Uh, I didn't receive an income because I was so immersed in learning and taking courses and looking at strategies and, you know, writing those first 100 posts or more to, to just, you know, trial and error and see and, and connecting it with an email marketing strategy so that I would collect leads and so that I would have something that, that can be monetized because, but, but it did take like a lot of personal, you know, perseverance because, uh, I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to live in the U.S. forever. And if right now I can't work and I'm 25 years old and I don't have kids, like, yeah, I could have a very relaxed life and just go out and have coffees every day. But I, I, I said, OK, I, like it, it was also sort of, I guess, like my mental way of of trying to think that I had a job, even though I didn't have it. 
And that mindset really helped me, you know, to go through my days and to go through that phase of I was, you know, having a really uh, busy life in Mexico, I had my steady income, and, and then it was like, pause. So, so I just wanted to keep up with the flow that I had, even though I didn't have money coming right in. And that's how you know, learning and learning opportunities start to present uh, to yourself. And, and I also um, uh, learned about affiliate networks. So I became part of some affiliate networks. And that's where uh, most of my, my clients come from, because uh, it's an affiliate network specifically for ethical and sustainable brands, which is what I love. So, so that's sort of how it started. Oh, that's really cool. Um, I was curious to learn more about what your like self-talk was during that time like mm -hmm. what were you telling yourself and how long did that go on for how long because you mentioned 100 blog posts mm -hmm. um how long was it before it was like okay this is actually bringing in some money now um I think I started bringing in some money. I don't really keep track, but it was probably like six months after I started. I didn't have the 100 blog posts yet, but it was because I I, I had like a high quality Instagram page also. And uh, like my media kit also mentioned, you know, the, the traffic that I was getting and that I have newsletter subscribers and all of that. So I think it's different. And, um, and the way that I started to make deals with brands is because you if you learn how to sell yourself, it's easier because if you just, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like if you do what someone tells you, but like you don't have that sales uh, skill, it's not going to be that easy. So, uh, you know, I, I started to invent like my own processes and my own way of approaching the brands and saying, yeah, uh, if you invest on my blog, I'm not going to assure that you're going to have immediate sales because a lot of brands have the misconception of, okay, I'm going to pay you, but like, is it worth it? I'm gonna, am I going to get sales? Like, am I, am I going to get a hundred clicks? And I was really transparent about that. I was like, you know, my blog is like an online magazine in which if you pay uh, a sponsored post, obviously you will have a, you know, a blog post, an Instagram post, uh, whatever I had in my packages. But I always mention like, this is very transparent. Like I share what I like and you're paying me for the hours I'm working and creating high quality content, but like brands, knew that I created high quality content and it's not just, you know, a, an Instagram story. You know, I took my time, I created nice blog posts, I took pictures and uh, I always, since I like supporting brands that do cool things, like I, uh, I wouldn't just be the person that, you know, if you send me something, I'll post a picture and never, you know, post another picture re-wearing the shirt or the dress or whatever. Like till the day, I still take pictures of the clothes that I received and tag the brands and you just create like a, a meaningful, long lasting relationship and you're paying once, but you know, I'm going to have your clothes forever because even in the ethical and sustainable niche, you, you try and educate people about not buying more and about rewearing your clothes and ideas on how to style outfits. So I repurpose the clothes that I received from brands and still create content with, with that. So, so that, that was my approach. And, and even though maybe I didn't have like a lot of testimonials at first, uh, I started to build my testimonials, you know, being transparent with brands and, and just telling them straight, straightforward what they would get and to not expect immediate sales. With some brands, I, I have uh, made some sales, but with other brands, you don't because it, uh, as an influencer, if you want to call it that way, because I don't think I'm an influencer. I think like I'm a marketing strategist. I, I do things and I'm a blogger, but 
I, I'm not the person that if I post something immediately, like a super um, star, someone's going to buy things, you know, uh, if you have a blog, you have ideas, you have recommendations, but it, it's also up to the consumer to decide to purchase. So maybe even though I'm posting, you know, a, a picture of, of this beautiful dress, you know, if, if this beautiful dress is not your taste or it's too expensive or you don't ship to a country of, of the audience that's watching that, well, that, like it's not my fault that, that it's not selling, you know? So I think that was the main aspect, being like really transparent. Mm. And what was it like getting comfortable with that? Because I can tap into that same feeling in my mind of, you know, how, how can I demand this pricing and how can I ask for these numbers when you know it, they may not get their money back right away in terms of sales but what was that process like to become comfortable and confident in pitching your pricing even though from the other side they might be like well what's my ROI going to be mm-hmm yeah, I, I think um, it's it's always been an evolution in, 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 in that aspect because it still happens to the day. Like every time I, I elevate my prices in my services with Green Studio at first, like the first time I sent an email, I was, you know, obviously super scared. Like this brand is not going to want to work with me. I'm so scared. I'm not sure. And, and you're like very insecure. But but after, you know, you start you have nothing to lose. I, I think that's that's what I started to learn. Like uh, I have nothing to lose if this brand wants to work with me or not. I might as well risk it and ask for a little bit more or change my packages or uh, offer more in return so that they feel that, okay, maybe I'm paying a hundred bucks for a sponsored post, but she's going to do a video and she's going to include me in the newsletter and she's going to post me three times. Like I, I tried to compensate like asking more with giving more maybe. Uh, until I had that balance of what I was willing and not willing to do for certain prices. So obviously it's an experiment. Sometimes I did more than maybe the, whatever, the worth of the pay, but, but just to keep them happy to get a, a nice review so that I could potentially get more brands to, to be interested. And, and that was a process. And I think it's been the same process also with, with uh, Green Studio. Like I mentioned in the beginning with the websites, like my first website, I charged $50, but I included like the whole, it's, it's not just the design because anyone can design a website on their own. It's, you know, the brief, the call, the strategy, make sure the flow is right and all of those aspects and then training the people to, to use their website. So when I started to like chunk into pieces, okay, I'm doing all of this. I, I started to learn how to like charge the equivalent of the hours and then, you know, building up from there, the packages and and, and it just made sense to charge more. And when you start losing, you know, that, that fear of losing clients, you start getting the right clients. Because I think that that also happened with, with Green Studio. Because if you're too cheap and then you do things and then you're not satisfied because you're doing it for that price point because you're scared to charge more, you'll always be in this cycle of having clients that uh, probably will, not, will never be willing to, like, invest more in their businesses. So, so that's something that I really... Uh, take care of and and I've learned to not be scared of elevating my prices when I think I need to elevate them so that I attract the clients that I'm happy with to work with because they value my work they value the hours and I value their pay and it's like a balance in which you don't feel bad so but but it it has been a process of learning to to not have fear because the more you risk the more you can charge Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like what you're saying is you kind of have to take the first step 
and change your perspective and mm-hmm. then that will lead to working with the right people mm-hmm. but if your perspective is you know my my services are not worth that much then you'll find people who believe your services are not worth that much you get mm-hmm. stuck in that cycle yeah so i'm curious now that you've built this thing up how long has it been since like the first blog post uh two years okay so two almost years. three almost three oh, yeah almost in three december years. yeah in december it would be three years yeah almost three years you're at double your previous income what's the what's the vision from here what do you want to do well, it's been three years, but like the first year was a lot of experimenting. So I wouldn't really count it like I was full time monetizing it because uh, like until I started to really, really monetize, it was until this year with Green Studio, with the services and with all of that combining it. And the blog is more like a side income when brands want to be featured. Uh, but but yeah, I started to see that, you know, I, I, I built my strategy. I said, these are the services that I want to do. So we do websites, we do copywriting for blogs, uh, for professional blogs with the, with the process and with keyword research. And we also do some branding, like for small entrepreneurs that want to know how to have a social media strategy, we do like a small brand book or a logo design. So I, I really, uh, you know, it was also a trial and error this year of, of okay, these are the services that I want to do. Um, first, let's try and get clients so that to see if, you know, it's, if it's a business, if people are interested in this and in my inner circle, you know, clients started coming. It was really mostly referral and for copywriting because they found me online because I took a, a, a course and I'm listed in, in some copywriting blogs and, uh, and, and also with, uh, with writing for blogs, I, I also get clients through the affiliate networks of my previous blogs. So it's, it's like a cycle of if a brand meets me, sort of like you, you, you found me through my blog. Um, and then if you did a collaboration with me on my blog, I would introduce, hey, if you are interested in doing more with marketing, I also have Green Studio. I'm not just a regular like blog influencer. I also have this other thing. And, and that's the cycle that I've had. And so yeah, I was really surprised to see that there were there are months that I've doubled w- what I was earning before, uh, before I moved to the US and all of that. So it's, it's fun because I'm in the stage where I'm learning how to delegate. I'm, uh, you know, subcontracting other freelancers to do my job. So right now I, I have a small freelance team of three, four people that help me depending on the project that needs help. If it's websites, I have someone for websites. If it's copywriting, I have someone for copywriting. Um, and and it's it's really interesting because I, I had that phase this year and so I know that right now I, I can uh, do more so I, I can have my my uh, basic websites covered because I'm learning to subcontract so I, the next steps I have is to to pop into like online courses and to and and all of that because with with uh, the websites that I create I want to do like this complete package of you know, I'm not just doing a website, I'm helping you with your marketing strategy. So if you want to learn and you can't afford my monthly services, then this is another option that's like automized and you can, you know, purchase a, a course about copywriting, about uh, email marketing, about Facebook ads or whatever. So that's in process. <laughs> We're going to have our first uh, workshop in Spanish because I, it's, it's funny because I've also had like a lot of uh, mixture of audiences. So um, there's also a lot of potential for Latin American people that don't really have, uh, 
an understanding of the whole digital marketing strategies that's really developed in the US. And that's also something that I learned with my blog, which is in English. So I'm trying to do a mixture of, you know, still having obviously an audience in the US or that speaks English, but there's a lot of potential for Latin American people to just come into this world and understand how it is with someone that also speaks their language because uh, I, I do see that there's potential in that. So I guess those are like the next steps to sort of build that, um, that audience that's interested also in, in online courses in Spanish and in English. Oh, that's awesome. But obviously it might take me like five years to get to that point, but, <laughs> but we it's all- It's awesome <laughs> and exciting. How do you feel looking back on three years ago when you got started and looking at now, like just hearing you talk about your goals now, it's like, it's so cool to be able to think about scaling a team and mm-hmm. uh, you know putting automation into your business and growing it. But then you look back and it's like just three years ago, I was you know, in Michigan mm-hmm. sitting down to write a blog post. How does that feel looking back on that? Honestly, it's, I'm really passionate about what I do. I love, uh, you know, that I started this without really knowing that I would end up having my own business because like I mentioned in the beginning, I had no idea um, that like the freelancing path would be my path because I I had the mindset of growing in the corporate ladder and, you know, being, having, uh, you know, X X, uh, position in a company, like all of my friends are the same. So I really never thought that I would enjoy doing it like on doing something like for me because also the the first jobs that I had were very uh related with numbers with analyzing sales and like I didn't really have that creative aspect in my full-time job so I guess I'm really happy with myself that you know because I had to quit my job and I had to just understand and get to know myself better. I explored this creative part of my brain somehow that sometimes when you work in a full-time job, you just don't, don't understand or you don't see your full potential because you're obviously consumed by the work. You're stressed. You have very little time on the weekends to you know, catch up with your personal life. So your life just goes on and on and you can be stuck there forever. And it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just, it just, uh, if you, if you step out of that world, which is what happened to me, I got to understand myself. I got to understand, you know, right now I don't have to work. Uh, you know, I'm blessed that I have someone that can maintain me right now. So like, what do you like to do? Like if you, if, if you had, if you received money for the rest of your life and you, and you didn't have to go to a job, like, what would you do? Would you still be working doing podcasts? You know, it's like that, that those are things that, 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 or questions that I asked myself that made me understand that, you know, okay, I like this. I like fashion. I like helping people and it snowballed. And I honestly didn't know that uh, I would also have the patience of working with people that I would have to sort of explain and, you know, be like a teacher because since uh, with the skills that I had in my previous jobs were very numerical and were very, you know, sales results, blah, blah, blah even your personality can change. So I, I didn't, um, like before, I, I didn't have a lot of patience. I didn't have a lot of tolerance. I got mad very quickly. And maybe that was related because of the previous work. Obviously, people grow, people change, and et cetera. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's been a creative part of my life that, you know, you never know where you, what you end up doing. And it's fun when you find your passion. And, and obviously... 
when you do what you like, it doesn't feel like a job because for me, you know, working longer than eight o'clock, nine o'clock, because I've got this crazy idea at 3 a.m. in the morning and I want to finish something, you do it because it's your business. And the sentiment is very different than working in a job. But I think that's my takeaway. Like it's like the reward that you get for your first hundred dollars of whatever you do as a freelancer is way much more than a paycheck from a company. That's how I felt. It's like you get really passionate because it's like nobody knew me and someone in the internet, you know, subscribed to my newsletter. I was so happy the first time someone subscribed to my newsletter. It's like someone from the UK. It's like, it's not your mom. It's not your friend. You're not your next door neighbor. It's like someone literally found you on the internet and it's really exciting. So I don't know. That's sort of what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I can resonate with pretty much all of that. It's, like, it's so exciting. <laughs> you know, it's not even, you're not even making money. It's just like somebody subscribed to your email and you're like, Oh yeah, it's gonna work. This is going to work. This is what I'm doing forever now. Exactly. Uh, uh, that's amazing. I think that's an awesome place to, to leave people with that mentality of just how to think about it. I think that was an awesome way of describing it. Um, for anybody that's interested in learning more about either services that you offer or checking out your blog to kind of see that side of things, where can they go to see those things? Uh, they can go to my website. It's uh, green-studio-mx.com, or you can also find me on Instagram with greenstudio.mx. Awesome. Cool. And thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you so much. <laughs>